We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. This is the LakersNation.com live postgame show slash podcast. Bring on the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lakers take care of business against the Jazz. Was not a pretty performance, but they got the win that they needed. And now the Lakers finish in the seventh seed in the Western Conference. And we'll see the Minnesota Timberwolves in the play-in after the Wolves just beat the New Orleans Pelicans. We're going to break down that matchup. We'll talk a little bit about what the Lakers did today uh, against the Jazz. We'll talk about the, the overall playoff picture as well. So thank you guys for joining me. If you're coming in from YouTube, from Twitter, from Facebook, welcome in. Podcast listeners listening after the fact, thank you for joining uh, and make sure you are subscribing over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Oh boy, um, this was a crazy finish to the NBA season. Wolves and Pelicans came down to the final few possessions and the Wolves get it done. Everybody seemed to be upset today. I don't know. You had play teammates fighting teammates. You had Bones Highland and Mason Plumley. You had Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson. We're going to be keeping an eye, obviously, on what happens there. Rudy Gobert looked like he took a swing or at least punched Anderson in the chest. I don't know what happened there. Who knows what that's going to mean for Gobert. Gobert was pulled from the game by the Wolves uh, and, and was not allowed to re-enter the game. So I don't know what's going to happen in that situation. And then Jaden McDaniels uh, reportedly punched uh, a wall and, and broke his hand. Uh, again, I don't know that we definitely have confirmation that it's a break, but it sure looked like it. I'm looking right now to see if there's anything uh, official on him, but man, that is uh, that's going to be a big blow for the Wolves as well because he was so important to their defensive plans here. Uh, all we know right now is that he has an injured hand um, via Timberwolves PR, but we'll see. You would think that if there wasn't a fracture, uh, he probably would have been back into the game. So uh, it, it may be a depleted Wolves side that the Lakers are playing, depending on what happens with Gobert and depending on what the official ruling is for McDaniels. But it, it looked like he probably broke his hand. Um, once again, we'll, we'll see if there's anything official on that. But Lakers-Wolves, regardless, it, it's not going to be an easy matchup. Not going to be an easy matchup at all. All right, here's the, the official. Uh, here's the Wolves right now. Just came out. 
We made the decision to send Rudy Gobert home after the incident in the second quarter. His behavior on the bench was unacceptable, and we will handle the situation internally. So I think what happened here with Gobert is this was essentially the Wolves trying to get ahead of the ahead of it. Think about what the Warriors did with Draymond Green. The Warriors, having Draymond be away from the team for a little while, kind of preemptively removing him from the team or suspending him so the NBA wouldn't have to. I think this was in part strategy by the Wolves. It was the, it was the right thing to do, but I also think this may be the Wolves saying, look, we removed him from the game. Can this count as his suspension game? And then the NBA won't step in and hold him out in the play-in game, which if that was what the Wolves were going for, then that's smart by them. We'll see what ultimately happens here. I think Rudy Gobert's status is certainly up in the air for the play-in game against the Lakers. But, wow, crazy stuff. And I'm going to keep an eye to see if there's anything official, official on McDaniels. Wow, what a, what a day. It's just a, a crazy day. And I haven't even gotten to the Lakers yet. The Lakers played a basketball game today. Uh, Drew Potter, master lock AD missed free throws versus Philly, or the refs no call versus Boston, or the refs two no calls versus Dallas, or sitting AD against Houston, etc. Need one of those to get the six seed and a week of rest. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, that is, it's unfortunate. When you look at this season, there were four games that were taken away from the Lakers by the officials uh, at the end of the game on a blown call. There were a number of games where the Lakers, oh, there it is from Shams. Officially, Jaden McDaniels has broken his hand. Um, that came out two minutes ago. There it is. So he will miss uh, the game against the Lakers. Um, yeah, any, any one of those things goes the Lakers way, and they are the sixth seed right now and they have a week off instead of having to play on Tuesday. And frankly, look, the Lakers, I'm hoping the Lakers were just bored. The Lakers were just coasting a bit, trying to get through it, uh, because this is now three times in the last four games where we've seen the Lakers look disinterested out on the court in must-win situations. If you don't win this game, you're the eighth seed against a depleted Utah team that's playing their bench. You did the same thing against the Suns, just coasting. Not a great look. So I'm hoping that's not fatigue. I'm hoping that's a conscious, hey, we're just coasting through this game. We're going to go at 70% pace and just try to get through it without getting hurt. I'm hoping that was what was going on here. Because if that's fatigue, and this is just what the Lakers are going to do from here, that is more concerning. I said on the last show, though, I believe the Lakers will turn it up uh, when it's postseason time. But... Man, it's um, it gets a little bit worrisome when you see them do this again, where every time they were going to really push and get a lead uh, and really pull away with the game, they would take their foot right back off the gas and they would switch off and then the Jazz would come back. The Jazz even took the lead a couple of times and then finally the Lakers pulled away for good at the end. Maybe they felt like, hey, we got this thing. No problem. We're in control here. And I don't think I ever hit a point where I thought the Lakers were really going to lose the game. But it's a little nerve-wracking when the game's close down the stretch because one guy hits a couple of threes late that you wouldn't expect them to make, and suddenly you accidentally lose a game because you were just kind of coasting through it. So, uh, But you know what? Again, the Lakers aren't the only team to do this. Look what the Clippers did today uh, against the Suns. Almost found a way to lose that game against the Suns bench, just like the Lakers did last game. So you never know. Hopefully the Lakers do pick things up because Tuesday, 6.30 Pacific time, they're going to be taking on the 
Minnesota Timberwolves, and you've got to win that game and then go on to a first-round matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies in the 2-7 matchup. Daniel, hey, Trev, let's take a moment to celebrate the massive comeback this team made from 13 to 7. Daniel, I think that's a fantastic point, and, and we should. We really should. The Lakers, at the trade deadline, they were the 13th seed. Now the dust has settled. They're the 7th seed. If you told me at the trade deadline that the Lakers could be the seventh seed or the Lakers would finish in the seventh seed, I don't think I would be bemoaning that loss to Houston or the loss of the buzzer to Indiana or the loss of the buzzer to Dallas or the four no calls at the at late in games that took games away from them. I wouldn't be talking about that. I would simply be celebrating, right? And maybe when you pan back big picture, that's that's important. The Lakers found a way to get it done, they had the second best record in the Western or in the NBA since the trade deadline, and now, now, they are the seventh seed after being thirteenth. Very few people gave them a chance at even making the postseason, and now not only are they in the postseason, but they're the seventh seed. They have home court in the plan. Incredible stuff. Incred- and credit to the Lakers front office for pulling off the trades they did. Credit for the Lakers players. They did that without LeBron for a big stretch, without D'Lo for a big stretch. Amazing stuff. Amazing finish to the season for the Lakers. Senpai, for everyone worried by these last few games, just remember how bad we were before 2020 playoffs started. Time to see what this coaching staff is made of. Yes, but but no, right? Like, I get that. But 2020, the Lakers also locked in the number one seed. Right. If you think about that, the first game in the bubble, the first like real game in the bubble was against the Clippers and they won. And all they had to do, if they won that game, they were locked into the one seed that couldn't change. And from there, they really just, they took their foot off the gas. They didn't compete, but there was nothing to play for. Now, maybe the Lakers just said, you know what? We don't care if we're the seven seed or the eight seed. Um, Cause we knew they were either going to be seven or eight. Once, uh, once the Warriors, I mean, absolutely blew out Portland. That was not close. But once that happened, um, the Lakers really took their foot off the off the gas. It seemed like, man, again, I, if I'm the Lakers, I would definitely prefer to be the seventh seed and, and win and get a home game. But maybe that was they just figured, you know what, we're pretty much locked into the play in, and we'll just take our chances from there. I don't know. I, I feel like that's a little far fetched. I would. I think this game mattered to them. Just didn't matter enough for them to like fully exert themselves. Ricondo, what does Ham have against Vando? Geez. Well, I didn't think Vando played all that well defensively. Like Kelly Olenek was scoring on him. And, and Vando can struggle with guys who have a size advantage on him at times. He's a bit better against the guys who are more perimeter-based. So Vando only played 19 minutes in this one. But I kind of understand why that said Rui didn't shoot the ball great either. He played 23 minutes and was 5 for 14 shooting 0 of 6 from 3. Um, but... I didn't think Vando was a great matchup against Olenek. The si- Olenek was able to shoot over him a little too easily. Tyler, bring on the Wolves. I love the matchup for us. Memphis crying right now, knowing they're about to face us in round one. I hope they are. But one game, you never know. You never know what's going to happen in any one game. And the Pelicans were up like, what, 10, 12 in their game and wound up losing to the Wolves. So you just never know. But I would hope the Lakers can get the job done and get the win in... Um, uh, in the plan Phoenix down wait so they play the wolves and not the thunder yep Lakers are playing the wolves 
Oh, man. LeBron James of feet. Master lock the chats that call you Travis, Trev Dog, Trevi. People are trying to come up with nicknames for me. It's not easy. Um, there's only one Trev God. Uh, on Easter of all days, I'm not super comfortable with that. That's that's blasphemy. All right. Let's get into some of our awards. Let's do this. Superstar of the night. LeBron James. Welcome back to the jump shot. Eight of 14 from three. 14 three-point attempts. 25 shot attempts for LeBron. 14 from three. The the Jazz made it very clear they were going to force the Lakers to beat them from behind the arc. And LeBron did. Austin Reeves was three of four. D'Lo was three of eight. Rui didn't shoot well from three. Beasley was three for nine. That's okay. But LeBron... 8 of 14, 36 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. What a performance from LeBron. Anthony Davis, I thought, should dominate uh, Azubuki in the paint. Eh, not so much. AD, 16 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks. You'll take the, the other stats, the steals, the blocks, but AD, not the dominant performance we were hoping to see, but LeBron, my goodness, what a shooting night. 36 points again. Plus six boards, six assists. Only had two turnovers in this one. Ten turnovers on the game for the Lakers. You'll take that. By the way, turnovers are going to be really important against the Wolves. That's a good team in terms of forcing turnovers. So you got to be careful there and take care of the basketball. But fantastic stuff from LeBron. He gets the superstar of the night. By the way, those of you watching on YouTube can see my my normal camera uh, wasn't connecting. So I'm on my uh, I'm on my onboard camera as it were. So that's why the show might look a little bit different to you, uh, Muhammad. Said, I've lost years of my life after this regular season, but I'm glad to have gone through it all with y'all. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, this was, there were definitely nerve wracking moments. We rode that roller coaster. There were highs and lows, but we did it together. We did it together. And now the Lakers are in the postseason. We're talking meaningful basketball, postseason basketball in April. Take care of business on Tuesday and let's move on to the playoffs. Mario said, Trevor, you're so late. I know. Normally I go live right after the game, but I was waiting to see the result of the Wolves and Pelicans game. Mario said, wished we could get that Houston loss back, but after seeing the T-Wolves implosion, the Lakers will take it. Now, how will they stack against Memphis? I'm not going to look ahead to Memphis just yet. You got to beat the Wolves first. And the Wolves are 3-1 and one on the season against the Lakers. They've won... Uh, plenty of games here against LA. So I wouldn't necessarily just assume the Lakers have that in the bag, even with McDaniels hurt and Gobert's status up in the air. You can't take any win for granted in the NBA. That's just, it's just not a good idea because what will end up happening is you'll drop a game that you're not expecting to do not overlook the Minnesota Timberwolves. You have to, especially given the situation with the plan, you have to get in there, take care of business, get the win, and then we can start talking about Lakers versus um, Memphis and uh, and all of that. Oh, actually, looks like the Wolves are two and one. Maybe I misspoke there. Looks like the Wolves are two and one against the Lakers. The Lakers won the last game uh, against them, the most recent one. Unless I'm missing a game here going down the list. Yeah, it looks like they're two and one. Okay. Uh, moving on, Wicked Bronco. LeCurry took the game seriously, unlike most on the team, found it annoying 
that Rui and Malik refused to hit Reeves when he was wide open yelling for the ball. Uh, we will beat the Wolves. Also, is Zion ever coming back? I hope Zion comes back. He's a tremendous player, and, and I hope that uh, the NBA gets him back because he was you know, one of the exciting young talents in the league. But, yeah, I, I thought the Lakers in general just looked lackadaisical tonight. Their, their ball movement on offense was not always there. Their uh, defensive intensity was very much lacking throughout this game. In fact, we rode the roller coaster a bit offensively where there were moments where you went, oh, okay, cool, they're trying again. And then they would instantly take their foot off the gas again. But defensively, I thought they were pretty consistently poor in this game. Just the effort level, the intensity just did not look like it was there. It looked like they thought the game was won already. And it looked like they were a team that was trying to do the bare minimum and get by. That was the impression I got out of the Lakers in this game. Unfortunate. Unfortunate, because I, I would definitely have preferred to see like a Warriors situation where you just, just blow the doors off of a clearly inferior team in terms of talent and then get to rest your guys through much of the second half. That's what I would have preferred to see. But that's not the route the Lakers took. Mamba mentality. Masterclass performance from King James, but you know we have to criticize to push our players to do better. AD needs to step up from now on. No more. This AD can't handle bigs. His size are above. Yeah. I agree. Look, now it's win or go home, right? It's the postseason. You got to win. Got to get it done. Peanut Butter Badger about to face Laker legend Matt Ryan. What a great comeback season from the Lakers. I'm proud of this team. Agreed. Agreed. I I'm proud of the team as well. I think that um, so renewed some hope in this team. And a lot of it is, is thanks to the moves made at the trade deadline. That's what's given them this opportunity. Frankie, how do you like the matchup against Memphis? I'm not getting into it. Let's worry about Memphis on Wednesday. Let's take care of the Wolves first. Coop, Timberwolves fans chanting, beat LA. Smells like the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah. Look, even if Gobert and McDaniels are out, the Wolves are going to hit you with everything they've got. And you never know. You just never know in this game. The Lakers have to be focused, have to be locked in. They're going to need to play a hell of a game to beat the Wolves on Tuesday. Salvador, great game by LeBron, but definitely scares me going into the play-in playoffs when AD isn't aggressive. Braun should be the second option. This should be AD's team by now. I do wonder how much of the Lakers' mentality was, let's get through this game without getting hurt and then move into the postseason. It did seem... They, it wasn't just AD playing tentative. It felt like the whole team just, there wasn't a lot of killer instinct there from the Lakers. And maybe that was fatigue. Maybe that was mental fatigue from having to play at such a high level for so many weeks in a row to get to this point. Or maybe it was just, hey, we're in the postseason. Let's make sure we stay healthy and we feel like we can just kind of turn it on when we need to against the Jazz bench. Three theory. Good game. Felt like the Lakers cruised in this one big time. Big time cruised in this game. LeBron going crazy with threes. Hope playoff play-in Braun is activated. Uh, now moving forward, can you explain what's next? Sure. So what's next? Moving forward here, it's going to be Lakers against the Wolves in um, Lakers versus Wolves in play-in. If the Lakers win, the Lakers are the seventh seed and will play the Grizzlies in round one. If the Lakers lose, then they will play the winner of nine versus 10, which is now Pelicans against OKC. 
So if the Lakers lose to the Wolves on Tuesday, they play the winner of nine versus 10. So either OKC or the Pelicans. And the winner of that game will be the eight seed and will play Denver in round one. So that's what happens from here. Other matchups. Well, we're going to see the uh, Warriors will play the Kings. That should be an interesting Northern California matchup. The Suns will play the Clippers, which I mean, my goodness. Can that one go seven, please? Bunch of overtime games. I know Lakers fans don't have a lot of love for either one of those clubs, but I, I think I'd prefer to see Phoenix move on between those those two teams. Um, and that's kind of the matchup I was hoping the Clippers would draw because I do think that's the the tougher series for them. It's, it's the Phoenix matchup. Basher, I don't understand why the Lakers don't want to play defense or move on offense. Bamba should have got minutes. Jazz are too big of a team. We got cooked in the paint. It was frustrating seeing the Lakers get bucket after bucket game. I was very clear what the Jazz were doing. They weren't going to shoot a lot of threes. They were going to drive into the paint and try to score there. And they did a really good job of it. And that kept the game way closer than we were comfortable with throughout most of the game. Uh, yeah, I, I think you can make an argument that you should, should have seen Bamba, but with the caveat that, you know, I mean, Bamba didn't look great when we saw him the other day. So I don't know. Wenyan did not seem big enough there. Wenyan didn't seem big enough. By the way, maybe we should mention this. The Lakers signed two players today. They signed Tristan Thompson and Shaq Harrison. Now, I would be surprised if we see either of them in a postseason game. I think they're more break glass in case of emergency guys. But that is another player with a little bit of size and Tristan Thompson that you could turn to that has familiarity playing with LeBron. Shaq Harrison is a good defensive guard. Dennis Schroeder missed his second game in a row dealing with Achilles soreness. I think the Lakers have missed him. I think the Lakers have missed Dennis Schroeder out there. I think his energy can be infectious, and that's part of the reason why they've looked so lackadaisical. It's not the entire thing, but I think they've missed Dennis Schroeder. Uh, his ability to get to the free throw line matters a lot, particularly in the fourth quarter. So hopefully he's good to go on Tuesday, and this was just a precautionary thing. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Man, oh man, pressure time. Now our perimeter defense is just not good enough and will keep getting exposed if we show no resistance. Wolves are always a tough matchup 
Braun and AD have to go crazy if we want to win. Yeah, they do. Uh, Braun, look, but that's true of just about any team come the postseason, particularly this year, where there's so much parity. If your stars don't show up, you're probably not going to win. That's postseason basketball. LeBron and AD have to be great. And this is what we've been saying for months now. Just get LeBron and AD to the postseason. Just get them there. And then, if they're great, you've got a puncher's chance against anybody. But they have to be great. If they aren't great, you're probably not going very far. That's reality. And that's true for all teams entering the playoffs. Ace of Hearts. If Chris Dunn can expose the middle like he did, imagine what Jaw would do. That is indeed a concern. Chris Dunn, the Lakers just the Lakers gave him a lot of space, which he's not a good shooter from outside. So that's why they gave him so much space. But he did a nice job of just taking that space and then consistently shot over the top of the Lakers defender that was there. I think the the counter would be to put more size on him, but Still, that was not great to see. Like, there were a couple of times where Dunn got LeBron on him and he drove it. LeBron gave him space. Dunn took that space, but then wouldn't take the shot because that was LeBron there. Um, obviously, has a lot more size than, say, Austin Reeves. But Dunn did a good job of getting into the paint against the Lakers and hitting that little mid-range shot that drop coverage tends to give. Again, part of this was the Lakers' game plan to give Dunn the jumper and Dunn just said, well, no thanks. I'm going to move into the open space you're giving me. But yeah, it's uh, that's the concern if you're if you're taking on Jaw and Memphis, if that's the the path we go down. Ivan, possibly no Gobert and McDaniel's, but still have to fight a really gritty Wolves team. Yeah, this is a good team. The Wolves are. Let's embrace the win among all other things. Lakers Nation. Yep, indeed, indeed. Kyle said it's a win. I like it, even if it was kind of ugly. Now again. No one expected us to be here, but we made it through the meat and potatoes. Now everything else is gravy. Let's do this. I don't know. Is this like whatever happens from here? Are you satisfied? I would imagine the answer is probably no for Lakers fans. Probably no. When you look at where they came from, when they were the 13th seed, if you said, hey, they're going to make the plan, you'd be kind of happy with that. I don't think Lakers fans would be satisfied with a play-in bow-out right now. I think at the very least, they need to get into the first round. Arun, few suspended Rudy and injured McDaniels. Nice. I don't know if Rudy's going to be suspended or not. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the Wolves are going to do. I don't know. Ty. Problems brewing in Minnesota. Hopefully it bodes well for LA. Hopefully. Hopefully. Charles, love how many players scored in double digits. For all the talk about how good our defense is, the eye test says we sure can give a lot of easy points and get scored on us. Threes and points in the paint can't be so easy. Yeah, the Lakers defense did not show up for this game. They didn't. But when you talk about how many players were in double digits, let's talk about that. So AD had 16, 12 for Vando, mostly on dunks, 36 for LeBron, 17 for D'Lo, 12 for Reeves, and 12 for Rui Hachimura. And 13 for Beasley on 4 of 10 shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see scoring kind of spread out like that. Sure. 128 points scored in a game. That's pretty nice, too. Wicked Bronco. 
said, Latrev, please master lock CJ McCollum before Pels fans kill him and the refs on that missed call on Trey for three. If I'm the Pels, I protest like the Mavs. Well, they're, they're not going to, yeah, you're not going to win that protest. But anyway, we'll beat the fighting McDaniels. They lost a fight with a wall. As someone who has lost a similar fight with a wall, very similar, um, it's not a great feeling. Not a great feeling. And McDaniels has got to be really mad at himself uh, for what happened there. Because now, I mean, he was their their weapon against the Lakers. They used him. Remember when the Lakers had Dennis Schroeder as their point guard against the Wolves? And the Lakers used McDaniels on him, used his size to bother Dennis, knowing that Dennis was the only initiator they had at the time. And it worked great. McDaniels' defense on LeBron is important. Him being a weak side defender was huge. And now he's out. That. That's a big blow for the Wolves and just a stupid decision by McDaniels. I mean, typically the basketball gods or the sports gods, karma, whatever you want to call it, is pretty unforgiving with stuff like this, right? Like I would not have expected the Wolves to win that game because they did some really dumb stuff. I mean, my God, Rudy Gobert punches a teammate in the huddle. And then McDaniels punches a wall and breaks his hand like two starters. Typically, sports are unforgiving to those kind of mistakes. The Wolves got through, though. The Wolves got through somehow, some way. But those are just not smart decisions from the Wolves players, from either Gobert or McDaniels. And I and I like McDaniels a lot. Just the other day, I said if I could take any role player in the NBA and put him on the Lakers, it would be McDaniels. I like him a lot, but yeah, it's not, not smart. Not smart at all. Julian worried about ham versus Minnesota. He didn't even play Bamba. Well, Minnesota may be missing Gobert. They are missing Nas Reed. He's out. So the size discrepancy isn't quite as big of a deal, but yeah, that's a fair concern. Like, what, if Gobert plays, and I imagine Minnesota is going to try to put him in, we'll see what the NBA says, but if Gobert plays, Wenyon against Gobert is not going to go well. Hell, Wenyon against Carl Anthony Towns is not going to go well. I would put Rui on, and Rui did great on Carl Anthony Towns last time they played. I'm putting Rui on Cat before I put Wenyon on him, for sure. So I don't know. What you, you know, if Wenyan's going to play a lot of minutes in that one, even with, even if Gobert's out, Miguel, is it too much to ask to pair Mo and AD at the same time while the opposing team is getting anything they want in the paint? It's not like Mo will clog the paint. I don't see the issue. Miguel, I, I agree. I will say that, you know, it's not like Mo was, Mo came in and played great. And then suddenly Darwin's not using him. He didn't play that great. He was not very good. So, We've got that, but yeah, like part of the draw of, of Mo Bamba, the appeal was he can shoot the three. So on the offensive end, he doesn't clog the paint for Anthony Davis. He steps out behind the arc. It's the same reason why the Lakers went and got Marcus Gasol a few years ago. So you can play him with AD and you can stretch the floor. And the Lakers haven't done that. They didn't even really do it with Thomas Bryant. I thought they would, and they just... It's it's strange because going into the season, we thought, okay, 
You get a three-point shooting big, we're going to see this. We're going to see two bigs on the floor. We're going to see AD have another big body on the floor with them and not have to be the center dealing with the other team's biggest player night in, night out. And we haven't really gotten a look at that all season. Every time the opportunity has come up, nope, we haven't seen it. It's unfortunate. I'm not saying it would work, but by now I think they should have at least found out. 31 million for that trash defense for D'Lo? Hell no, no defense, no help defense. Dennis over him without question. Um, let me take a look at something. So D'Lo is not a great help defender. He's not a great defender in general. We knew that coming in. D'Lo as a Laker is... Scoring 17.4 points per game, 6.1 assists, 2.3 turnovers on those 6.1 assists, while shooting 49% from the field, uh, 42% from three, and somehow only 74% from the free throw line. On the season, he's shooting 40% from three. On the season. While averaging just under 18 points per game. Defense isn't Delo's forte. He's not a great defender. He's not even a good defender. But you knew that coming in. And, and Dennis is not a great... Dennis hustles. I give him credit. Dennis gets, Dennis gets the most out of his defensive abilities as he possibly can. But he's not a great defender either when you look at the advanced metric. He's just... He's small. And that holds him back from being... If Dennis if Dennis Schroeder was 6'6", he'd be a good defender. He'd be He'd be good. But he's not. And so he gets picked on a bit with his size. Um, is Dennis a better defender than D'Lo? Yeah, probably. But D'Lo also spaces the floor much better. It's just different skill sets. So if you're saying Dennis over D'Lo without question, are there games where where Dennis looks good in the fourth quarter and really helps you out? Yeah, absolutely. And I've been a big proponent of, of Dennis Schroeder and how he's played this season. But D'Lo's floor spacing has been huge for the Lakers. Huge. So... I don't know. Like, this is just kind of what you, you just expect it. Uh, Mike said, Lakers energy and effort the last few games has been lacking. This doesn't look good for a team uh, trying to make something happen in the playoffs. I agree. And that's, that's the concern. Like if this was a, an energy problem, or if this was a fatigue problem, if this was a fatigue problem, then the Lakers are in trouble. If they're playing the way they've played over the last few games because they're tired, I don't think that's changing by Tuesday. I don't think one day off is going to suddenly recharge their batteries. My hope is that this is a, we know we are better than the team across from us, so we're not going to truly push down on the gas pedal knowing that we have the playoffs coming up. That's what I'm hoping this is. All right, let's get into this. We need, we need to do another award. Star in your role. Star in your role. There's a few different players that we can go to. Again, D'Lo was 3 of 8 from 3. He had 17 points. Vanderbilt had 12 in just 19 minutes. Thought he played pretty well. 12 for Rui Hachimura. Malik Beasley. This is actually a tough one. Austin had 12 points, but 4 boards and 6 assists. On 3 of 5 shooting, 3 of 4, great efficiency. I didn't feel like anybody had a great game. Like LeBron was great. Nobody else was great. 
There were a lot of guys that were pretty good. Um, I think I'm going to go... I'll let plus minus, even though it's not a great stat, decide this here. And I'm going to go Austin because of the efficiency and because he was plus 20 on the night for the Lakers. Again, only 12 points. There were guys who scored more than him, but Austin did it so efficiently. Three of four from deep, three of three at the free throw line, three of five from the field, four boards, six assists, did stuff to help you win the game. I'll go Austin, but man, if, if you wanted to tell me you want to make an argument for D'Lo, you want to make an argument for Vando or somebody else, I wouldn't fight you on that. I think you can make arguments for a lot of guys. Mamba mentality. Why didn't Ham put Mo in? As Zabuki is the only seven-footer, was feasting, and Ham let him. Wenyan was his personal true toy. And Matt Peralta will hate me for this, but Kelly Olenek is a good high-IQ basketball player. I wanted him years ago. You just knew Kelly Olenek was going to have a big game in this one. And he winds up putting up 23 points, 3 of 4 from 3, 9 of 13 shooting. He was great. Chris Dunn was great for Utah. And unfortunately, they helped make this game a lot more uncomfortable than you would have hoped. A lot more uncomfortable. And who knows? Maybe Kelly Olenek becomes a target with the Lakers taxpayer mid-level. I don't know. Uh, This is what sports is about. If they can pull their season out of the mud, I can pull myself out of the mud. Let's go. I like that. Take an inspiration from the Lakers bounce back and say, I'm going to apply that in my own life. Well done. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. We do still have the master lock of the night to get into. We'll talk about that one. Lots of stuff to still talk about from, from this game. Uh, Ori said, Shalom from Israel. Oh, welcome in from Israel. Glad to be here live, Trev. Love the pod. Well, glad you could you could join us here. Uh, Lakers got to play with 10 times more energy from now on. Oh, I agree, 100%. Uh, everything steps up in the playoffs. LeBron and D'Lo lazy on defense. Something has to change there. Yeah, again, my hope is the defensive intensity will ramp up. Because here's the thing. there are There's levels to basketball, right? So just looking at within the NBA sphere, there's Summer League, which is kind of the bottom rung, right? You've got players who some might not even wind up being G League players that are playing in Summer League. Now, they're all playing 100 miles an hour because they're all trying to make an impact and everything, but Summer League is probably your your bottom rung, right? Then you've got the G League, right, in terms of the level of play. Now, G League players, that game is played extremely fast-paced. It's a different style, but in terms of overall, it's a jump up from Summer League into the G League. It's a jump up from the G League into preseason play in the NBA. It's a jump up in intensity from preseason to regular season. There's another jump up from the regular season to the playoffs and you have to be prepared for it. That's why so many young teams, we talk about how just getting playoff experience can be a good thing for them because it's an adjustment. It's not easy to get used to postseason play. It's such a step up and you're locked in on one team for as many as seven games. You've got all the time to prepare for just one opponent. And you have to counter that upon Like there's going to be adjustments, adjustments to the adjustments within a series. It's it's a different animal when you get into the playoffs. And so the Lakers, their defense, their intensity, their energy, it's all got to pick up. If it doesn't, their stay in the postseason will be short-lived. But but I don't um I don't expect that's going to be the case. I don't expect that's going to be the case. I think the Lakers are going to pick it up. 
Orlando said, thank you, Danny Ainge, for helping us with that trade. How bizarre is that? The Lakers get into a trade with Danny Ainge, and as of right now, it looks like they're winning that, that deal. I mean, look, Wolves fans and Jazz fans were angry after that trade went down. We'll take it. Rocky, I need a Chick Hearn Lakers win button. I do. I do. I need to make that. Maybe I'll make it for the postseason for Tuesday. Uh, Faraz, since the All-Star break, I was betting Lakers would go 16-7 and and make the sixth seed. Sixth seed didn't happen. Still proud of what they accomplished. Yeah, they've been fantastic. And again, you, you don't want to overlook that. We don't want to overlook how good the Lakers have been. Again, the last I looked, second best record in the NBA. Not in the West, in the NBA since the trade deadline. That's unbelievable. To go from the 13th seed to performing. Now, look, the Lakers have had maybe not the most difficult home stretch through some games. But pre-trade deadline, they were finding ways to lose at least a few of these games. They were finding ways to lose at least a few in games they found ways to win after the trade deadline. Clearly, the moves worked. Yeah, Lakers still. The Lakers, in terms of win percentage, the second highest in the league. And listen, here's the teams around them. Win percentage since the trade deadline, since the Lakers actually got their players in from the trade deadline. The Bucks, number one, then the Lakers, then the Sixers, then the Celtics, then the Knicks, then the Grizzlies. Yeah. The Lakers 18 and 8, the Grizzlies 18 and 10. The Grizzlies have been playing good basketball. So I don't look at that as a uh, an easy win matchup or anything like that for the Lakers. That's going to be a battle if that's what we ultimately see. But the Lakers have the best record in the Western Conference since the trade deadline. Second best record in the NBA. And it's not all that close. Impressive, especially since they did a lot of it without LeBron. They did a lot of it without D'Lo. Really amazing stuff. Ham still hasn't drawn up plays for AD. It, I mean, what did AD finish with? 15 shot attempts? It did seem like AD was, and now again, the Jazz committed to packing the paint and forcing the Lakers to beat them from outside. But nonetheless, we didn't see enough Anthony Davis in this game. And I think you have to scheme ways to get him the ball and be better about that. You just have to be better. Avi B, if Malik Beasley's shot is not on, he's almost a third string guy. Well, I mean, that's that's true of a lot of shooters, right? Duncan Robinson, if his shot's not falling, what's he, what's he going to do out there for you, right? Malik Beasley, same way. So much of his value is tied to a shot. Now he shot three for nine from three, four for 10 overall, but yeah, you, you need, he's got to knock down shots. D'Lo says, bro, I'm going to throw Kelly off a cliff. I'm mad. The game ended up being a lot closer than it needed to. And a lot of that was Kelly Olenek. Tyler, how concerned are you with AD's play the last few games? Is AD's lack of a consistent motor to blame or is it the coaching staff not calling enough plays? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, just like we were saying a few weeks ago when AD was struggling, that it's not just AD, it's the coaching staff as well. But they've got to right that wrong right now. You you can't have teams sort of scheme AD out of games. And that's not to say they did totally. Again, 15 shot attempts. But when AD's got the matchups that he does in this particular series, in, in this particular game, he should be the guy, right? 
and we didn't see that. So that is concerning, but hopefully some of that is, hey, let's not wear AD out when we're in the play-in day after tomorrow. Laker Carlos, whatever happens to uh, in the playoffs, I'm still proud of this team and looking forward to next season with the same-ish roster. Love the podcast, Trev Goat. Well, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. And yeah, I, I think that whatever happens from here, we've seen that this is a viable roster. This is a team that can be good, that having depth around LeBron and, LeBron and AD matters, that having the right pieces matters. And I think that there will be tweaks around the peripheral. But for the most part, this should be the roster moving forward. Keep this core together. Keep this core together. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's see what else we've got. We do need to get to the master lock in just a moment. Uh, All of the above said play in versus Wolves in round one, Grizzlies round two, Warriors or Kings, uh, or, or Grizz in round one, Warriors or Kings in round two. Western Conference Finals, it would be Clippers, Suns, Nuggets, or whoever's the eighth seed. I'm feeling championship vibes. Appreciate you, Trev. Well, I, I love the optimism. Um, I was saying, could you imagine? Because there was a possibility, had the Clippers lost and the Pelicans won, that the Lakers would have seen the Clippers in round one. Uh, I'm sorry, in the play-in. It would have been Lakers versus Clippers in the play-in. The Lakers would have been the eighth seed. And the Clippers would have been seven. So it would have been a Clippers home game in LA. That was looking realistic. In fact, that halftime of Lakers Jazz had all the results held from there. That's what we would have had happen. Now the Clippers went on to win. The Wolves won. So that's not the timeline we're living in. But could you imagine how excited the NBA would have been to get Clippers versus Lakers in the play-in? They would have been thrilled. Well, imagine how excited the NBA would be to get Warriors versus Lakers in round two. How massive would that be to get LeBron versus Curry in a seven-game series in the playoffs? Oh, my goodness. That would be – I mean, look, we've been saying it. The Lakers and the Warriors were never good at the same time. That's right. Personally, I never had all that much animosity towards the Warriors. I know some Lakers fans really dislike them, but I never had all that much animosity because they weren't ever directly competing with each other. The years the Lakers were really good and were winning a championship, the Warriors weren't that great. And then when the Warriors were really good, the Lakers were – rebuilding and not good at all. So we haven't seen them go head to head really. And it would be a fascinating series, a seven game series. And the NBA would absolutely love it. That would do insane ratings. If you can get Lakers versus Warriors. So I'll put this up, I guess, but I mean, this comment is making fun of Westbrook using a nickname for him. 
exorcism of Westbrook was the best move of the season. Like, here's the thing. It's not just like people talk about that. Like, like try to dumb it down to just, you got rid of rid of Westbrook and everything is fixed. That's all you need to do. Westbrook was the problem. And I just don't think it's as simple as that. Westbrook was not a good fit with this Lakers team. There's no question there. Was Russ the perfect teammate for LeBron and AD? No. On court was not a great fit. Now, from everything we've heard, he's a great guy. But his playing style is not a good fit for the Lakers. And we knew that going into this whole thing. It wasn't just losing Westbrook, though. It's not like if you just sent Westbrook home, suddenly the Lakers are significantly better. You had a lot of things came into play here. Not only do you move a guy who didn't fit that well, but you turned him into three rotation players. And you could say Beasley, you know, how, however many minutes you should play. You took a team that had very, very little depth because you were paying Russ $47 million. And you turned that into three rotation players in D'Lo, Vando, and Beasley. So that, for a team who that had a big weakness in terms of depth, that makes a big difference. Not just that Westbrook went away. Like, does it help that Russ being a poor fit with LeBron and AD, that's no longer there? Sure. But you took Russ's salary and you turned it into three useful players to varying degrees, right? So it's not just addition by subtraction, just remove Russell Westbrook from the situation, you're instantly better. You added pieces that fit much better. You provided depth for the team, and there's a domino effect to it, right? Where you go down now, suddenly the guy who's expected to be your fourth or fifth best player now can be your eighth best player or whatever. There's a domino effect. It's raised the Lakers' floor. It's also raised their ceiling. I think it's also allowed Austin Reeves to come into his own handling the basketball because D'Lo is so good playing on or off the ball. I think it's all those things. It's not just you got rid of Russ, he was the problem, and that turned the Lakers into a much better team. There's way more involved in that. Deem, Lakers all day, but Clippers versus Suns is going to be good. It is going to be good. It is going to be good. Alex, Rob saved our season at the deadline. He had to, right? I mean, that was the gamble that you took. When you decided not to do Miles Turner and Buddy Heald for Russell Westbrook and the picks at the at uh, the night before media day, you were gambling that you were going to find at least a comparable deal at the trade deadline. And they did. It worked. Now, you could argue, would they be the seventh seed if they had Miles Turner and Buddy Heald? Maybe they would be the five seed, maybe the four seed. I don't know. You could argue they would have won more games before the trade deadline. I certainly think that's the case. You can definitely make that argument. But the Lakers gambled that they would be able to find something midseason, and it paid off. They did. I wouldn't have expected it to be a, a deal with the Jazz where you got a good trade with Danny Ainge, but here we are. You just never know. You never know in this league. All right, let's do this. Master Lock of the Night. The master lock of the night. We take the most annoying thing from that game from Lakers versus Jazz, and we put it into our good buddy, Chris, the Masterpiece Masters, finishing hold, the master lock. This game, the most annoying thing for me, it was just the Lakers energy level. That's what's got to get master lock to me. It's the energy level. I'm sure some people are saying Mo Bamba not getting minutes. I'm sure some people are saying Chris Dunn or Kelly Olenek going nuts, but 
For me, it was the Lakers' own energy level on the defensive end of the floor because now I've got to worry up until Tuesday about was this a coast game where the Lakers said we're going to conserve energy, we know we play in two days in the play-in, and we're going to conserve energy, and we're just not that focused on beating a Jazz team that's not playing any of their guys? Or... Is this a fatigue problem which will not be fixed? The first situation will be fixed by Tuesday if they were just coasting in this game. A fatigue problem will not be fixed. I think it's the former. I think it's they were coasting. Their opponent was not very good. They knew that, and they felt like they could flip the switch when they needed to. I think that's the case. But now, because of the way they played this game, we got to wonder about that for the next couple of days. So I'm going to master lock the energy level until we see them prove on Tuesday that they can indeed step it up again. Kill Raven said, give the Lakers nation crew their flowers this season. Well, thank you. I, I truly appreciate that. This is very much a labor of love. We love doing what we do. And uh, thank you guys all for being here for, uh, for it, for watching, watching, listening, reading our, our content. We do truly appreciate it. Uh, could not do this without all of you. Deem, why not Mello and Cousins? They can get points for us. I mean, there's rumblings that there were some issues with Rob Palenka and DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, as far as why not Mello, I think the Lakers were just looking for more defense. Shaq uh, Harrison is indeed a, a good guard defender. Not a great shooter, but he can he can play defense. And then uh, Tristan Thompson. I mean, look, I, so I always said when we were talking about who the Lakers should bring in with their final roster spot, looking at bigs, I always said that whoever the Lakers get, I'm going to trust that that was the best choice because the problem, the problem is we haven't seen these guys, right? I can see Dwight doing stuff in Taiwan. I can see Hassan Whiteside doing stuff. And I forget what league he is in Panama or something like that, but they're not playing against NBA caliber opponents. I don't know what they look like compared to NBA caliber opponents. I haven't seen DeMarcus Cousins. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I don't know what kind of shape Tristan Thompson is in. And really, for an, as much as we want to break down, oh, Serge Ibaka, his skill set is going to fit best, or Cousins' skill set, or whoever's skill set, the first hurdle you have to clear is who's physically capable of playing. So we haven't seen most of these guys in the NBA this season. Who physically could step on the floor right now and play five to ten minutes? And then you pick from there. You may not have a, you may not be able to check the box for every single player that we're talking about. So without knowing what kind of shape these guys are in, most of them, again, have not been in the NBA this season. I'm just going to trust that the Lakers picked the right guy. And maybe Tristan Thompson's friendship with LeBron had something to do with it. Maybe the Lakers just feel like he's the best if, if they had to put anybody on the floor in, emergency, uh, in a, an emergency situation for five to 10 minutes, they just felt like Tristan Thompson was the best option. I think the only thing I would be critical of with the Lakers for whoever they pick with the big is why didn't you do it before you took on Houston, went into that game with Wenyan Gabriel as the only center on your roster, and he's not even really a true center. That's the only criticism I have for them for it. I'm just going to trust that they picked the right guy because we can't know whether or not they checked in any of these guys checked the box of being in shape. If they had all been playing in the NBA for most of the season, it would be a different story. 
McDaniels will be out, so who will Vando guard? Anthony Edwards. I, I would imagine that's going to be the matchup for Vando for much of the game. Bonte said, let's go. Insane. We're about 500 after our start. Why do we sign Tristan Thompson now after not signing a big when Mo is out? Playoff Braun activated. Thanks, Trev Dog. Yeah, I um, I just raised that, raised that same question. Why didn't you do it before the Houston game? But in any event, I'm talking about the Houston game they lost. But in any event, yeah, insane that they are above 500 after after starting 2-10. and 10. Sam, we are 1-2 and two against the Wolves, but one loss was without LeBron and D'Lo. The other was without our stars with Pippen Jr. and Max starting. Is that right? Did they play a game against the Wolves with Scottie Pippen Jr. and Max Christie starting? Why am I not remembering? It's been a long season. It's possible that I'm that I'm forgetting. They beat Minnesota. They lost 110 to 102. I thought Schroeder started. Yeah, that was Schroeder, Malik Beasley, Troy Brown, Vando, and AD was the last time they lost to Minnesota. And that was when Minnesota, Schroeder shot three for 13. That was when McDaniels was on Schroeder because the Wolves saw the Lakers didn't have much else in the way of creators. And so they were able to kind of shut down Schroeder that way. Um, yeah. The first time they played the Lakers, there was that was early on in the season. That was early. Yeah, that was like, that was in the first 10 games. And the Lakers had LeBron. They didn't have AD for that game, though. They didn't have AD. So the both of the Wolves' wins against the Lakers have been without one of the stars. Uh, good guy said, I'm late. Thoughts on the Gobert punch? Terrible trade. Will he be suspended? If we win the seventh seed, I want Vando glued to jaw, though. Thoughts? Great comeback to, from down 210. Um, 2-10 and 10 to start the season. Yeah, if you're the Wolves, you got to be furious. You got to be. I mean, look at everything they gave up. Like that trade, when that trade went down, people around the NBA went, oh my gosh, what are the Wolves doing? What are you thinking? Giving up that much for Rudy Gobert. You just you just ruined the trade market for everybody else because now teams are going to demand crazy high prices. Nobody wants to pay that. The Wolves were insane for giving up what they did. That was the reaction around the NBA. And the Wolves said, no, we believe this is going to work. Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert together, this is going to work. And I could see some ways that their skill sets could be complementary. But two bigs, twin towers, we're going to be bigger than everybody else. This is going to work great. We're going to be a force. All of that. And now Gobert has been okay. Hasn't been terrible. Hasn't been bad. But certainly not somebody that you feel excited to pay the amount of money that he's making. Certainly not somebody where you're excited to have the remainder of his contract. And then for an aging over 30-year-old center, you say, okay, well, hey, this is at least we get him in the postseason here. He might slow down year after year from here, but we get him in the postseason now. And the last game of the season, he punches a teammate in the huddle. You're already having people make fun of you for making that trade for how bad the trade was for the Wolves, for how much they gave up. Then Gobert has a just okay season that doesn't quiet anybody's concerns. Then you say, well, at least we get him in the postseason and he punches a teammate? Oh, man, the Wolves must be livid right now. They mortgage their future. And this is what they get. 
Imagine if Gobert can't play against the Lakers, which might be possible. Imagine if that's the case. How do you feel if you're the Wolves? You got to be pretty upset. You got to be pretty upset. Because that's not like, hey, Gobert went out and busted his butt and had a really bad shooting night. People will be frustrated with that. That's not Gobert went out and gave you everything and got hurt. That's not his fault. This was Gobert went out and made a stupid choice that puts his whole team in jeopardy. And the same is true of Jane McDaniels. Lost his cool and punched a wall. Now he's not available and he's one of their better players. And he's critical to their defense. Just dumb decisions. Wolves fans should be mad. And the Wolves organization should be mad. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. We're at the hour mark. I need to spend some time with, with family this, this evening. It is Easter after all. Uh, Avi B. Austin Reeves ends up at 53% from the field. That's amazing for any guard. His efficiency is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Amazing stuff from him. Oh, here we go. Tamal Paul. Beasley and Vando have to have their pending revenge game against the Wolves now. Yeah. And D'Lo too. All three of them were, were Minnesota Timberwolves that got moved. And now hopefully they can get revenge against their former team. I'll tell you what, looking at this matchup, we will do a full breakdown of the matchup and preview and all that kind of stuff. But D'Angelo Russell needs to be better than Mike Conley. That was not the case the last time the Lakers played the Wolves. Now the Lakers still got the win, but D'Lo needs to be better than Conley. I think that's going to be important. That needs to be, that's important. All right. Let's wrap things up there. I appreciate all of you who, who sent in Super Chats. If I didn't get to it, I will uh, put those into a video for tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that. But thank you guys for joining me. The end of the regular season, great season, a bounce back, a comeback season. And now it's postseason time. Lakers, Wolves on Tuesday. We will be live over on Playback with our broadcast of that game. Again, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. So come join us there. That's going to be fun. Postseason basketball over on Playback. Come join us there. And then, of course, subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel and turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.